Welcome back to For the Love of God podcast. This is Jason, and this is Sunday Shorts. And today, this morning, we're going to talk about wickedness. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't know what my show was going to be about today. And this morning, I asked the Lord what he wanted me to talk about. And I sat there with my eyes closed and just listen to him, listen for him. And he told me to pick up my Bible. So I did. And I held on to it. And I closed my eyes and I listened more. And I took my thumb and I set it on the side of it. And I kind of filed the pages through my thumb until I felt a sign. And there's this little notch that appeared this little gap and that is where he wanted me to stop and I opened up up to the book of Nahum which I'm pretty positive I didn't pronounce that right but. and it opened up to the very first page and so I read chapter one and chapter one I read uh, verse 1 through 8. I want to read 2 through 8 for you. And the word of God said, God is jealous and the Lord avenges. The Lord avenges and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries. And he reserves wrath for his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power. And will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord has his way in the whirlwind and in the storm. And the clouds are the dust of his feet. He rebukes the sea and makes it dry. And dries up all the rivers. Bashan and Carmel wither. And the flower of Lebanon wilts. The mountain quakes before him. The hills melt, and the earth heaves at his presence. Yes, the world and all who dwell in it. Who can stand before his indignation? And who can endure the fierceness of his anger? His fury is poured out like fire, and the rocks are thrown down by him. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knows those who trust in him. But with an overflowing flood, he will make an utter end of its place. And darkness will pursue his enemies. What is wickedness? Well, we all have our interpretation of what is wicked. And we all tend to think of very dark things that most of us would never do. But what does the Bible say? Well, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5 says this. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, 
boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. I mean, that sounds pretty familiar as you look around the world and you look at yourself, as you look at people around you. There's a lot of people out there with a love of money. People boast about their accomplishments and what they can do, that they can do it better than anybody. They're proud. And it's not not that proud is a terrible thing, but it's what you do with that pride. When you accomplish something great, you do feel pride. But let's not forget how we accomplish that. And whether you believe in God or not, He's behind everything. Blasphemers, uh, everybody listening to this and not listening to this has used the Lord's name in vain. Disobedient to parents, guilty. Unthankful, guilty. Unholy, at one point in my life. Unloving, certainly. I've many times, can't even count. How many times I have hated or didn't show love where I should have. Unforgiving, it's everywhere. There's a lot of chips on people's shoulders. Slanders. Oh, here's a good one. Without self-control. Overindulgence, whether it's eating or drinking or drugs or sex or whatever. Guilty. Brutal. Despisers of good. Traitors, headstrong, haughty, all of it, everything. Is that wicked? Yes, absolutely. Psalms 10, 3 through 4. For the wicked boast of its heart's desires. He blesses the greedy and renounces the Lord. The wicked in his proud countenance does not seek God. God is in none of his thoughts. All those things I mentioned in 2 Timothy, all those things are from the heart's desire. All those things do not include God. This sounds like everyone. And it is everyone. And we all deserve hell. Because no one is good. Mark 10, 17 through 22. Now, as he was going out to the road, one came running, knelt before him and asked him, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good, but one and that is God. You know, the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. And he answered and he said to him, teacher, all of these things I have kept from my youth. Then Jesus looking at him, 
loved him and said to him, One thing you lack. Go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven. And come, take up the cross, and follow me. But he was sad at this word, and he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Does Jesus really want us to give up everything of this world? If these things are the most important to you, then yes. If you put these things of your heart, things that you love before God, then yes. If they stop you from spending time in the word, spreading the word, going to church, then yes. If you spend six hours a day playing a video game or watching TV and 15 minutes with God, you're putting him at the bottom of your list. And what about the other things? What about adultery and murder? Certainly we have not done those things. Well, 1 John 3.15 says, Whoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. Matthew 5.27-28 says, You have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. But there is good news. Romans 10, 9 through 10. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with your heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. See, when you cross the line of salvation, you not only receive the gift of everlasting life in the kingdom of heaven, but you also receive the Holy Spirit, which is a part of God himself. The Holy Spirit will lead you to be more righteous, to take captive these thoughts of wickedness and throw them to the side. It will lead you to spend more time in the word and less time in the world. I'm actually approaching my one year anniversary of salvation. And a lot of people may get the impression that since I'm on this podcast talking about God and Christianity and Jesus and reading Bible verses that this has been my entire life. I just grew up in the church and I just, but that's not the case. I'm 40, I'll be 48 this year, 46 years of my life I have spent in this evil world, loving this evil world, living for this evil world. 
I've spent my time in addictions of drugs, alcohol, sex. I had abused my sexuality. I've abused drugs. I was a nice guy, very friendly, but extremely dark inside. I had a lot of hate. I had a lot of love too. Very loving, but very hateful. And I didn't know if what was real. I didn't know if God was real. Part of me believed and part of me wasn't sure. But during the COVID lockdown, I, I watching videos of pastors that taught prophecy and it woke me up and I became a believer. I became aware that everything they said in the Bible that would happen, happened down to the very detail. And that's only possible if God is real. So I came to do the conclusion that he is. And I came to the conclusion that we are in the end times, which led me to realize that if I did not confess my belief and sins and beg for forgiveness and receive the gift of salvation that I was like many other dead in the water. So I did. I prayed a prayer. I prayed the prayer. And it took three times, three nights. But I woke up on that, after that third night, after confessing to the Lord in tears of my sorrows for my, the way I lived my life. When I woke up that morning, everything changed. I felt the Holy Spirit inside me. It was electrifying. It was absolutely beautiful. And I knew. And I looked to the heavens and I smiled to our Lord and thanked him. And I vowed to live my life from that day forward with righteousness, and purity, and everything I do, I do to try to please him and completely repented. I turned away from all of my wrongdoings, all of my thoughts, all of the evil things that were twisting my mind up. And I threw them away. I <laughs> literally cold turkeyed my entire past life without looking back. And like you said, if you put your hands on the plow and you look back, you cannot follow me. It's true. 
and I have no plans to. In fact, I, I mean, I just, I found a church and I haven't missed a Sunday. I'm in the Lord's word every day in some fashion, whether reading or listening. I watch many, many, many hours of sermons and everything. Every, all, all the time, every day. And then I started a podcast to minister and to get the word out and to do the will of our father. So, and let me say this too. I mean, ever since that time and, and, you know, this through this whole past year of, of following Christ and living, living for him and praying and being in, you know, everything, everything. It's absolutely amazing how many times I've seen God move and not just in my life, but the people around me. How many prayers have been answered? How many miracles? This, just small little things, sometimes big things. Just, it's amazing. And it's amazing. So I want to say this. And this is kind of what I wanted to say ever since I started this channel, this program, this show podcast um if this is you and you want to live your life for jesus if you have stumbled but you want that relationship then pray this prayer lord i am a sinner and i am not worthy of your kingdom but through your grace and your mercy I can be forgiven. I want to make Jesus Lord of my life and I believe in him with my heart and truly confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for loving me. In the name of Jesus, amen. And Father, if anybody prayed that prayer, I ask that you bless them and be with them and lead them to the righteous life you want for them in Jesus name. And for those that aren't there yet, Lord, I pray that you soften their hearts so they too will seek to receive your glory, Lord. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for tuning in to this episode this Wednesday, we talk about something that has been deceiving the world for many years, and that's the prosperity gospel. Have an amazing day, and God bless you all. Goodbye.